Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off dead things and older and far away. We asked, you answered, and Mike has no idea. What? It's a stacker surprise. <laughs> so older and far away sees the return of Clem and Halfrack. Ooh, best Come- friends. That's my, that's my head cannon. <laughs> yeah. A couple of our minor demon characters. So I asked the stackers, who is your favorite minor demon character and why? Mm. And my stipulations were that uh, can't be an actor that gets named in the opening credits, nor can it be a big bad. Yeah. On Twitter, Mars Fandom said, aside from Clem, Narl is the minor demon that always sticks out to me. Ooh. He is so creepy and still freaks me out a little on re- rewatch. Oh, God. yeah, that one I think is definitely the one that's legitimately creepy to me still uh, like the gentleman there's like a little bit of a creepy vibe but mm-hmm. also because they feel like every other creepy pasta they've lost a little bit of that luster but the gnarl just seems oh i was scrolling through screenshots today and like the gnarl popped up up Ooh. and it was me like oh god what the fuck oh, I really don't like it. warn someone on facebook sarah langford said sunday Oh, yeah. Season four. Yeah. I'm just, Sarah's can't see, I pointed to my hair because she oh, had yeah. the, the the hair. hair. You're Ang- the one with the hair? <laughs> that one. They don't all, they don't all have hair. Yeah. That's fair. Amy Lewis said, I really like the older man from the bookshop who turned out to have a tail, Doc. Mm-hmm. He was such a surprise creeper when he turned on Don. Oh, yeah. And it loves the Jill Gray. So he's always it's also, like, yeah. A, he's, he's an adorable, lovely man, even when he's serving ancient evil. <laughs> I almost think he's creepier when he's being nice. Yeah, like like how he was going to originally be Willy Wonka. I could definitely see that. Oh, yeah. He's got like the right mixture of like nice, but also there's something dark underneath yeah. there. Yeah. Megan said, not sure if he was named in the credits, but I was always a fan of Alan, Mayor Wilkins' assistant. Aww. And she said, uh, I'd also have to choose Parker's stupid eyebrows. Those suckers <laughs> deserve their own name credit for douchebaggery emphasis. They went on to work uh, as doubles for Tom Selleck's eyebrows on Blue Bloods. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love Alan. Uh, I would like to see an alternate season three where Alan becomes like a major character. Mm-hmm. Or just a spinoff sitcom about Alan's life before he was the mayor's aide. <laughs> just a lot of paperwork. Yep. Alan. <laughs> Alicia said, does Vampire Willow count? I mean, technically, Ooh. she's not a Scooby, but she's played by one. I say totally counts. Yeah. She's a different character, mm-hmm. and she rocks. And that would be kind of cool in like a very, you know, Marvel Comics universe way of like, if she became a recurring character, because she tr- like permanently transferred from her world into mm-hmm. ours that would be kind of fun yeah rick said to hoffren he's such a fun lawful evil villain and his actor does such a good job of switching tracks with him uh and Catherine also said to hoffren's pretty good yeah he's a good one like at first he's just kind of standard demon and the more mm-hmm. we see about him you just get little more snippets yeah. of his personality and i really like that when he said which is oh well give us a chant <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Lena said Willie when he made an appearance. You knew mm. drama was about to happen. I always feel like we had more Willie than we we did, and like when we saw the last yeah. appearance of Willie, I was like, God, really? I, re- I really wish we had more oh, Willie. That was what Zeppo. Yeah, it was crazy early. Like, like I really thought he lasted until at least season six. Like if if you were to you know say okay, name the the cast in order of number of appearances. He would have been like above a lot of other people that I'm sure yeah. actually had more appearances. And he made a good impression. Erica said, I love Ethan Rain. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Exactly how I imagine I would be as a villain. Good yeah. with setting the evil plan in motion, but the stay and gloat would get me every time. Uh, also, I'll be fascinated with Krolik every time I watch Helpless. Hmm. Both really good answers. Yeah. Krolik is fascinating. Yeah. And terrifying. And God, I love Ethan Rain. Yeah. I mean, he's just the best. And Kirsten also said Ethan Rain for me, too. He's yep. just so theatrical and fabulous. Such a good counterpoint to Giles, too. Yeah, where he, he's very British, but like in a different way. And mm-hmm. like, he's just, he's so upfront about what he is. Mm-hmm. Kirsten also said Catherine Madison, Amy's mom. Ooh. And the show's multiple callbacks to her and the trophy. <laughs> oh, God. If the trophy came to life. That would have been great. Here's a fun thing that we didn't catch. Uh, Kirsten asked, what happened to her when the high school blew up? And I said, like, oh, that'd be great if we saw her in Doomed mm-hmm. when they go back to the high school. Oh, yeah. She found a screenshot. The trophy's fucking in there. Uh, I, I I have heard that, and I looked at it once, but I couldn't find it. But, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to, like, rewatch that again. A-plus for Kirsten. Uh, Major gold go. stars. Uh, we're going to have to keep an eye out season seven in the background. What if it's in the new high school? <laughs> it's in the new trophy. It's all like tarnished and like uh, burned. I hope. I oh, hope. Now I, I can't wait. I, uh, well, I mean, I can't wait. There's a lot of things I can't wait for season seven, but mm-hmm. uh, that's okay. We're going to keep doing that. You mean the, uh, what was it? Oh God. What was her name? Uh, the pop star. Aaliyah? No. No, that, that's the one that died. <laughs> okay. But I, I almost said Aaliyah too. Oh God. What was her name? Ashanti. Ashanti. There we go. That was it. Yep. Yeah. Ashanti. I was close. No, I mean, and that's literally the first thing that bothered me. I was like, uh, oh, no, that's not. No, she was dead by that point. I think. <laughs> she had died tragically already. It's one word. I don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys, for your answers. Do you have one, Mike? Favorite minor character? Minor demon? Oh, that's tough. I mean, a lot of the ones that people have named mm-hmm. are fantastic, but I think... Just for pure cuddliness, the Queller Demon. Oh, God. He's just so adorable. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Ethan Rain. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's just... Although, like, okay, so if it can't be Ethan because he's not technically a demon, mm-hmm. I did say demon, what then? Then the Queller. Easy for me. I mean, easy, easy for me. The easy Queller is just so adorable. I mean, the Gnarl is the scariest, but as far as, like, character, probably the Alfred. I think I'm going to go with Clem. Yeah. I just, especially when we get into season seven and he's just like hanging out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's never in the credits. He becomes recurring, but he's never in the credits. Yeah. That's right. He gets a name. He's pretty good. Yeah. So, he's, hey. He's not just loose skin demon. Like every loose skin demon is the same. God, guys, it's 2017. <laughs> or like 2000 when this would come out. Something like that. So... Now let's head into the Sunnydale Stacks and open the books on Dead Things.
just imagining like, like I gotta find some like little corpses and open the books on them to open the I was books thinking like taking the uh, encyclopedia out and looking up dead things. <laughs> <laughs> so good news. Sex is fun again. Uh, <laughs> Thank God, because if we had to watch another sad sex scene. Oh, oh double meat. <laughs> that was, uh, it was not double sweet. No, no. Oh, oh, double meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, two times. <laughs> <laughs> but one of them was made out of vegetables, so it didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that meant, guys. Uh, cucumbers. <laughs> Cucumber, I hardly know it. Uh, so Buff have, is, Buffy's having a much better time with Spike. Mm-hmm. Again, they're not just shrugging their shoulders. Uh, they're really into this. Mm-hmm. They end up under a rug, which is lying on top of another rug, which is lying on top of yet another rug. <laughs> I think Spike is dealing in counterfeit oriental rugs. Could be. Or he... He found out that another thing he could kill is magical flying carpets. So he just keeps killing them and he just stores them all in one place. Aladdin is pissed. Mm-hmm. So they're chit chatting. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. New Kids on the Block comes up. Love that. And KOTB. Come on. I do like the, like, isn't this where you kick me in the head and run? Like, calling <laughs> to the fact that, like, you yeah, know, that she's got a pattern. Yeah. It gets annoying. He calls her an animal. Which is a compliment in this sack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of those things that could be double-edged where you could take it the wrong way, but I, I, it's clear what I it feel means. like anybody, look, if you're in bed and someone says that you're an animal mm-hmm. in bed, then it's a compliment. Take it as a compliment. Unless they're comparing you to animal from the Muppets, in which case, put down the drumsticks, guys. <laughs> they're not necessary. Uh, but because she thinks that she came back wrong, this hits a soft spot. She mm-hmm. gets all pissy. Uh, and he says, do you like me? He says, sometimes. <laughs> and he brings up the handcuffs. Yeah. He says, do you trust me? He says, never. To do, I mean, huh? in her defense, he has literally shackled her to a wall. Yeah. And, and threatened to kill her or sick Drusilla on her. He's like a, a murderer without a soul. Yeah. Who is also like of the species that is her sworn enemy. Trust is hard. When I would, that's in play. I would just say like saying like never. It's a little dramatic. You mm-hmm. can just say no. Yeah. Just say no. Never's a little much. Yeah, I mean it's definitely part of that whole thing where it's as you know, that push me, pull me thing of like she has to really whenever she sets a boundary, she has to be super dramatic about it so that it'll never get crossed and then it'll just get crossed. Yeah, right. Give it five minutes. Yeah. I've seen how many chest scratches you you put on Spike there. Uh, I think there have been plenty of boundaries crossed. Now that Buffy knows who the trio are, they have to hide. Mm-hmm. So they don't get to be in Mom's basement anywhere. It's now a different basement. <laughs> uh, but evil villains make terrible roommates. Mm-hmm. We learned that from What's-Her-Face. Oh, yeah. With all the Linda, I think that's that sounds right. I don't think it was Linda, but she looks like a Linda. It's it's that type of name. Yeah, like Kathy. Kathy, yeah, Kathy Linda. Somebody who you would expect to be in a office, HR. Yeah, (laughs) Kathy. Uh, They invent a cerebral dampener, which uh, mixes technology and magic. Mm -hmm. So it's not just Warren. Like 
Yep. They need uh, Jonathan in there. I like when they do that with the tech because it makes it feel more organic to the Buffy universe. Exactly. And I always feel like even if they don't show it, I'm just implying that with any of their tech, there's some magic in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I also just like it when it's not just Warren could be doing this by himself. Yep. Like, no, there's a, there's reason, a reason why here. they teamed up. Uh, but they're so excited because now they get to make a sex slave. Yay. At what point? Like, I understand. Here's the... Th- here's... Okay. So I understand if you say to a teenage boy, yes. if you use this, you can make girls want to have sex with mm-hmm. you. And a teenage boy being like, ooh, just the yeah. thought is like, oh, that's yeah. awesome. In any sentence, anywhere with anyone of any age, I don't care if they're five. If you say, hey, use this and you'll make someone a slave. Yeah. That word should immediately be like, no, bad, that's, no, that's a, that's a red flag word. It is a red flag word. Yeah. I understand they mean the same thing, but when you put it in that context, you're like, yeah. oh, no, this is really wrong. Mm-hmm. But nope, they're all excited to have a slave. For sex. For sex. You know what's another word for that? Um, Companion? Rape. A rape buddy? Rape buddy. Oh, great. Awesome. They're just doing great stuff. I think really moving out of the mom's basement, they're opening up whole new avenues of being terrible garbage. Pour yourself a a drink, guys. This is going to be a a doozy. Yeah. Buffy asked Tara to meet. Meet. I get it. You did double meet. (laughs) 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 Uh, at the Double Meat Palace for talk. <laughs> uh, Tara assumes it's about Willow, which yeah. is sweet that she's being like, yeah. what'd she do now? What's wrong? Uh, but instead, Buffy tells Tara that Spike can hurt her and mm-hmm. only her. And she yeah. wants to know why. And I, this makes total sense that she goes to Tara. But mm-hmm. Like, not just here's someone who knows about magic, but yeah. also here's someone who's kind of on the outskirts of our group right now. Mm-hmm. So I feel more comfortable that this is going to stay between us. Yeah. Buffy says, I think I came back wrong. Can you look into the spell that Willow did? I like the Tara's stutter comes back. I know. I love that little detail of like, and it's because she's concerned for somebody else. That's really yeah, sweet. She's just, this conversation is making her like kind of just a mm-hmm. little, not upset, but just uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, no, 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 you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Warren goes to a fancy bar to pick up women. And I think it's appropriate that there's kind of an American pie cam because also another another scene that uh, in respect uh, a lot creepier than you might think on first viewing. You know, like American pie when it's like, oh, you're going to see me hook up with that lady. And then like you watch it again 18 years later and it's like, oh, she never said yes to that. Yep. <clears throat> that was not ever even implied, really. That's um, straight up illegal. Yeah, that's just term. you're just you're filming sex illicitly and publishing it. Not cool, Jason Biggs. Nope. This is also not cool. So uh, appropriate. It's appropriate because it's inappropriate. Warren, I hate you in your stupid suit with <sighs> your stupid tie and your goddamn camera and just your 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 shit. Yeah. You're bad. I don't like you. Fuck you. (laughs) Katrina's there because he wants to force (sighs) his ex-girlfriend to get back with him. I hate you. Yeah. Like, this is... 
it's a whole nother level of creepy when it's somebody you know you can't even like put it say like oh i didn't really think about it. it's like no you really thought about this yeah it wasn't just like jonathan and andrew are so immature mm-hmm. that they are thinking about this the way a 12 year old would yeah. of like pretty girl i get to press kiss a pretty you know and yeah. do more stuff but like i get to touch a pretty girl yeah Warren has a whole plan here of this one specific woman Mm -hmm. that he's angry with. Yeah. And partly, I guess he wants her, but I think it's also about revenge. I, uh, I think it's about his ego. Yeah. 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 Like not necessarily revenge, but more like I need to prove that I'm a man by getting her back. Any means necessary. Right. Even if that's, you can't reject me. Yeah. So I know there's criticism from some people Mm -hmm. over the trio as Mm -hmm. the big bad. And they're not technically the big bad of the season, but... Spoilers. Yeah. For the majority of the season, they're the um, big bad. And a lot of people are like, you know, you go from robot Frankenstein Mm -hmm. to a god and Mm -hmm. you've got the giant demon snake and then you go to like three little nerds. Mm -hmm. Here's why I think these are the actual quintessential... Buffy villains, and kind mm-hmm. of Warren specifically, yeah. right? Because Buffy's always been about anti-misogyny and mm-hmm. anti, you know, the way that men treat women mm-hmm. as less than. And yeah. our favorite moments are the moments where yeah. she does what you want to do, where mm-hmm. the swim team guy tries to <laughs> rope her in the car and she breaks his fucking nose. Yeah. You're like, yes, that is, <laughs> oh, thank you. That is such yeah, good wish fulfillment. It's like the root of the character is the idea of like, no, the the blind girl who dies first in the horror movie is going to kick the monster's ass. Right. Like that and I, whole idea. our real, real world mm-hmm. monster mm-hmm. are sexual predators yep. and deviants mm-hmm. and gross men that think that they have control mm-hmm. over you and your body. So that's why I think Warren actually is the perfect Buffy villain. Mm-hmm. I hate him so much because he is everything that yep. we hate in this show. Mm-hmm. He is the anti-Buffy. Yeah. And I love this because, so like, there is obviously this whole thing of men who hate women, right? Mm -hmm. There are certain men who just, they feel anger towards women as a whole and as gender. And they, a lot of times, stuff like rape or assault. I mean, that's not a crime of passion or a crime of sexuality. That is a crime of anger and Mm -hmm. of power. And most of these guys that feel this anger towards women, it is about... Somebody hurt me once, Mm -hmm. whether it's my mama rejected me or a woman rejected me or Mm -hmm. all the girls in my high school rejected me or this girl broke my heart. And their fragile fucking ego means that they can't internalize Mm -hmm. that and say, what did I do? What can I change? What do I need to improve on to be a better, more desirable human being slash partner? But no, it's this, these people with this chromosome, it's all their yep. fault. They're terrible. I have to punish them. Yep. I, I can't be wrong. So what could be wrong? Oh, this whole gender. Right. Because <laughs> they're, they're the ones that rejected me. They're the ones that caused all this pain towards me or whatever anger. Uh, it can't possibly be me. I have to put it on them. Right. Yeah. So then all women are bitches and whores mm-hmm. and I have to punish them. Mm-hmm. And this is Warren yeah. right now. And it it's it's terrible to watch. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to throw things at my television. But it also is just 
unfortunately true yeah. for a lot of humanity. So I think it's important that we have this storyline in this series. And also from a more like general uh, show perspective, you can't go bigger than battling a god. Right. So you're going to have to go smaller scale. And I think by going with a real person who is arguably more evil than a lot of the big bads, mm -hmm. but who is, at the end of the day, just a dude is a lot more interesting. Mm -hmm. How you deal with that is a lot different from like, yeah, glory, destroyer at all costs, mm -hmm. whatever. It's also but, on some level, at least I don't know about mm -hmm. for you, but for me yeah. as a female, it's more terrifying because this yeah. person exists somewhere. Yeah. And yeah, it's like the, the same reason that for me personally, horror movies that are about like a killer are a lot scarier to me than stuff that's about like big supernatural things. Cause mm -hmm. it's like, that's so abstract, but like, yeah, a guy could do a lot of the things Warren does. Maybe not the magical elements to it, sure. but like maybe there could be technology that could do something like this. There's he definitely it, drugs no. that do similar things. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, and that's a lot scarier because all you would need is just the ability to do it. Like you don't need to be a God. So that's, that's scary. Yeah, yeah. It's def It's so much you, mm -hmm. you know, the, it, the real world version of the cerebral dampener is chloroform or a roofie. Yeah. And, uh, okay. So, you know, damn, uh, and, and Warren's response to her, like bitching him out and mm -hmm. she is right in everything she says, yeah. his response being like, okay, so I made some mistakes makes uh, me hate him so much. And that's what's what I love about the performance and the writing of it is that like, He's already going to be in the wrong no matter what. But there's just these little touches that are just like, oh, fuck you yeah. even harder. He's not even like begging like he her forgiveness. Yeah. He's like, oh, come on. What are you talking about? We are good. Uh, no. Oh, and there's one part that when we get to it. Oh, God. So he uses a cerebral dampener on her. And she means says, I love you, master. Mm. Ew, 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 ew. Again, ew, ew, his ew. weird programming. That's the automatic thing she first says. Yes. Like, it's not even like he has to say, okay, call me master. No, that's like in the basic programming. And that's a small ball. <laughs> there can only be so much programming in there. Yeah. And he mm -hmm. decided that was important to put mm -hmm. in there. Ew, ew. Xander and Anya are teaching John how to waltz. I like Buffy's entrance here. Is there singing again? Are we singing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don is sleeping over at Janice's. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Janice exists again. Janice still exists. <laughs> Good for her. Dawn, being real shitty. Yep. Oh, good. Something new and different for you. Mm. Damn I don't think she's being intentionally shitty at this moment, but it's still shitty. Um, she says, like, I don't, I didn't think you'd care. You're never home. It's not like yeah. I knew you'd be around. Ugh. I mean, like, okay, yeah, Buffy hasn't been home. Fine. But you know what? She's, um, okay, so she's yeah. spending a lot of time boinking Spike. But Dawn doesn't know that. No. All she thinks is that Buffy is working at a shitty job to feed you and make sure you don't get taken away by child services. Yeah, it's like, from Dawn's perspective at this point, what she assumes Buffy is doing, unless there's some untold idea in her head that she thinks Buffy is out just, like, partying or something, which I don't think is supported, uh, it's either I am getting money to support you or saving the world from evil monsters. Mm -hmm. Either way pretty understandable why you're not just hanging out with sis yeah give her a goddamn foot massage she's yeah. had a hard day give her a goddamn manicure i don't know how back at the trio's house uh, uh mike 
I, mean, I can't go on. I'm too grossed out. And then I'm looking at my Ooh, notes and yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to skip to the next episode. And I don't even like the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So Katrina's in that French maid's outfit. I just got nauseous. I literally saying that sentence just got nauseous. Because again, the creepiest part is thinking like, you had to fucking plan that. They well, they had to go buy it. Yeah, they had to go buy it. Own it. Because again, just from the time frame, it's assumingly sometime late at night because they picked her up when it was nighttime already. Yeah. You don't. There's. I don't know of any place you buy a French maid's outfit at like eight p.m. Amazon Prime, Prime ain't that good yet. No, I'm not even sure if Amazon. I don't think Prime would have even existed. Amazon probably did at that point. And, no, that's uh-huh. why it's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, some people, some people like, I don't know. Um, I, they made a reference to all sport the other day and nobody had any idea what it was talking about. But yeah, like you had to buy that ahead of time. Not only that, like, like, it's and one like, thing if you plan on that. Uh, it, it's one thing if like your girlfriend chooses to buy a French maid's mm-hmm. costume. I'm hoping as a kind of a joke, like ironically... Or, I mean, like, I, I'm not going to king shame if you're into, like, you know, weird role playing stuff. If you're into sub-dom, stuff, that's a thing. That's, the yeah. sub-dom culture is a whole thing. But, but she didn't pick that out. Yeah. In the sub-dom culture, the subs are in charge. Yeah. And which is, a, like, you know, it's a weird mm-hmm. thing to say, but, yeah. like, they may, it's all about yeah. their consent and their choices. Mm-hmm. She did not choose to put that on. No. You're relishing in the idea of having a servant right now. Mm-hmm. I feel sick. And we're getting to the part that grosses me out the most. Um, She's pouring champagne. Jonathan and Andrew comment on Katrina's looks. Warren at first acts really jealous that they call, uh, that they're like, you know, ogling her. And then they call her cute. And that's not enough for him. Mm -hmm. Now he goes from jealous to being like, cute? What? She's perfection. You know what? Aside from obviously what happens next, the creepiest thing that's said and that really, like, yeah. every time, it's where he talks about the way her nose crinkles. That's oh. what gets me. I'm okay. There's another line I, I know, but that I almost expect. The nose crinkle line, what gets me about that is, like, that shows me there's some spark of humanity in Warren. And yet he's still doing this. That there's something that, like, that's something you would say if you genuinely had affection for somebody. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I just love the way your nose crinkles when she laughs. Yeah. And, like, that that's still in his brain and that he still thinks that, oh. See, this is. I that's for- what's so creepy. I forgot oh. the next moment. I remember this. Yeah. And I remember, I remember it ending there of, like, Warren concocted this plan that they were going to kidnap mm-hmm. Katrina, but then switched on Jonathan and Andrew, and she's just mine. She's only mine. Yeah. I did this to get my girlfriend back. But that's not true, nope. because the next thing that fucking happens mm-hmm. is they're like, oh, okay, so who gets to, you know? And Warren's like, I get to. You can go next. Yes, the exact line, play with her all you want after I'm done with her. That's the grossest thing. Yeah. It's the grossest thing because he's not actually concerned with getting her back no. or being in love with her or her mm-hmm. loving him. This is revenge fucking. Yeah. He's going to rape her out of revenge and then let yeah. his friends do the same. Yeah. It's there's no like even the the also horrible but I guess 
you, you could explain it more way with psychosis of like, I'm just so obsessed with this woman that I have this unhealthy affection for that. I just want her back. It's like, no, you just want to do what you, ugh. and then whatever happens after that, you don't even care. No. Oh God. There's just so many, Oh, there's so many things about this that I just want to like, Oh God. That is to me why this is the most upsetting concept in the series. Yeah. Like, you know, Buffy killing Angel, really sad. Mm -hmm. But like romantic sad. Yeah. I'm upset in a different way. That's but like, like an, my yeah. soul and my morals are intact. Spike and Buffy, the end of the season, very upsetting. Mm -hmm. I get very... I have, I have lots of emotions about yeah. that. But ultimately, like... Spike redeems himself. Mm -hmm. He still has shame yeah. over his actions. Immediate shame. Mm -hmm. Intense immediate yeah. shame. Lauren has no shame. He has yeah. less of a soul than a soulless vampire. And I, 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 I hate to harp on it, but the thing that really gets me is that nose crinkle thing. Because like, it shows there's something inside you. Like you're not completely hollow and and soulless. All, well, even though you technically have a soul, like there's still something inside of you, but just like your own ego or anger or just disregard is still more powerful. And you're just like, fuck it. Oh god, I just really hate him. I really fucking hate him. I mean, let's say yeah. like, good job show Buffy yeah. that you're making me feel such yeah. strong feelings that, that this is exactly what we're mm -hmm. supposed to be feeling yeah. right now that this is why he is yeah. a big bad villain mm -hmm. because it doesn't get worse than yeah. this it just doesn't um you know of all the things that Willow's gonna do later in this season she is redeemable Lauren is not yeah um so the the writers did a good job here of making me feel all the nauseous feelings mm. and really needing a punching bag and a shot of tequila Ugh. there's not enough widespread panic posters in the world so and then, like again this is where i just came thinking about like what a quintessential villain yeah. because what is more what is more perfectly paired with mm -hmm. this strong female character of a small man who's threatened by emotionally or physically strong women mm-hmm isn't that like what Buffy set out yeah. to fight? Yeah. And also on the level of like, she's a, she's somebody like bound by duty to do what's right mm -hmm. and fight for goodness. Cause it's like, it's, it's thrust upon her. This but is also a guy, who she is. Like we've yes. seen how many times that she either doesn't know she's a slayer yeah. or doesn't have powers. And she still always does yeah. what's right and stands up for the yeah. little guy. And she does it like, despite the cost to her. Yes exact opposite a guy who could get along in life fucking fine he's like obviously good with computers and technology yep. he could live a fine life without dabbling in any of this magic crazy bullshit he would be fine but he chooses to take on this this world solely to gain power and control and like assuage his own ego mm -hmm. like it's yeah it's just no such respect a for life or morality no. yeah it's all about him not a care for anything or anyone else in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, so he takes her in the bedroom and gets her to say, I love you, master, again and again and again. <laughs> and tells her to get on her knees. Uh, she, when she responds, yes, Warren. That's, 
Well, that is a great moment. Yeah. That both he and the audience realize, like, like oh, shit, she's been saying master this yeah. whole time. She, something's coming back. Mm-hmm. And she literally throws him out of the room. Yeah. I love you, Katrina. Oh, I got some bad news. I know, but like, <laughs> yeah, you, no. I wanted this. Yeah. So, like, when, every time yeah. that she yells at him, anytime she raises a hand to mm-hmm. them, she's like, thank you so much. Um, and she calls him out on it. She says, yep. this isn't a game. Yep. It's this rape. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that it, does, it doesn't It does excuse anything. I appreciate that Andrew and Jonathan are shocked by that word. Yeah, no, like they just hadn't thought it through. Right. Doesn't it's, excuse yeah, anything no. that they were willing to do. Yeah. And I mean, you can also kind of defend like they didn't, they were definitely a party to it because mm-hmm. they were not stepping in to stop what was going on. In oh, there. they were egging him on. Yeah. yeah. But like at that point, they hadn't, personally done anything and you could always make the argument that maybe they wouldn't have maybe they would have i kind of feel it's jonathan especially i feel like he would have gotten her in the room and been like, and been like no i i can't yeah and yeah. yeah yeah but yeah so it's it's i do i do appreciate that moment that it shows like they're different from war and even if they're still a party to this they're not as bad and which i think is an important feel point like show. you can see the realization yeah. and then like the shame of like Fuck, what did we do? Yeah. And realizing all the implications Mm -hmm. of the choices they've been making. Uh, Warren hits her over the head with a champagne bottle Mm. and kills her. It's just so like clumsy and yeah, it feels really real. It does. I I like the fact that she, I mean, she is a tall girl. She Mm -hmm. got in a couple of good whacks. um, And it was just because he had this heavy as shit champagne bottle whacked her over the head. And while the other two are emotionally upset, Warren immediately turns to body disposal. Mm-hmm. He doesn't hesitate. He's no. like, how do we get rid of it? Yep. It. That's a person. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. And again, they show like the difference between the different members of the trio where mm-hmm. Jonathan says her and then like kind of has to like force himself to say it. Right. And it's it's clear like he's not. He's not comfortable with this. Warren almost immediately is. Like, there's probably a, a twinge of panic, but I don't think it's even really regret. No, I don't think so at all. Yeah. I think he... And he immediately goes to pitching, which is what he is always fucking doing. He's always fucking pitching something. So Jonathan can't teleport it because it's too big. Andrew can't summon anything to eat it without it, the demon wanting to eat them, yeah. too. Andrew and Jonathan want to go to the police. Yep. Hey! Best thing you've said this episode. Mm-hmm. Good. Late to the party, yeah. but you got there. And also, like, if they went to the police, they didn't do anything to her. Warren yeah. is the one who They're did everything. Yeah. But, yeah. but if they went to the police, then I think they probably wouldn't get charged with anything. I mean, maybe a, a minor, like, some kind of accomplice charge. But I think if you go to the police with that, they're probably going to charge the guy who actually, like... They would charge them with accessory to kidnapping. I mean, it'd be hard to prove with a magic ball. That yeah, it yeah. I mean, I'm, if Warren, I mean, you don't. Who knows what Warren would tell them? Like, I don't know what their story would. I be. think two against one though. Yeah, and it's clear. Like, it's there's there must be evidence that it's it's his ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So it's I mean, and his he there, any of the physical evidence would be. So do you him. think? So you don't think that Andrew and Jonathan would have the same response if one of them had been the one to deal the death blow. I think Jonathan probably would have always wanted to go to the police because I think he is the most hurt of the three. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
he would feel guilt even if he would be turning himself in. He's never really wanted to hurt anyone. Andrew, I don't know. He's so, like, malleable mm-hmm. and just, like, I think he easily, would panic. I yeah. think he, he would... And then Warren would convince him to do whatever yeah. Warren thought was best. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Scoobies are at the bronze. Sweet, blissful ignorance. Can I be at the bronze, too? Oh, yeah. Just swing dancing yeah, just with Xander and Anya. Race the memory of that uh, last scene. Uh, Xander and Anya, quite the dancing pair. Yeah. It kind of improved since once... Well, Xander's improved since once yeah. more feeling. Um, did anyone else catch the, uh, the astronaut that walked by? No? Girl, head to toe, silver spandex. Looked like an astronaut. Felt I mean, like she was left over from Wrecked when Willow and Amy made all those spells. <laughs> Maybe it was like a little reference like, uh-oh, we missed one. <laughs> uh, while the other Scoobies dance, Buffy makes her way upstairs. You know what would be cool? If we could have... Uh, two scenes back to back that aren't both upsetting yeah that that that, <laughs> that rape doesn't come up two scenes in a row that would be cool um like even maybe just not like... every scene this season has to be about consent <laughs> maybe just some of them yeah <sighs> so i do like the contrast of music mm-hmm. here you see people swing dancing yeah. but you get this really low like s- slow creepy music mm-hmm. Um, over the dialogue, I, I just appreciate that yeah. kind of um, contrast the two locations. Uh, so suddenly, I don't know where that balcony empties out and everyone goes away. Uh, that's a good thing, because here comes Spike. And Spike Jr. <laughs> For someone who enjoyed the fact that they were chit-chatting this morning, uh, he immediately... Uh, uh, Mike, <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> Oh, but why? <laughs> so I so I've been thinking about this scene mm-hmm. a lot because I used to make fun of this scene just because like angles. This is an impossible scene. It didn't happen. The same way that like shoulder shrugging scene. Nothing yeah. happened there. Angles just didn't work. Yeah. Um. The more I watch this scene, the more it is just gut wrenching and disgusting mm-hmm. because of the mental manipulation yeah. that he's doing to her mm-hmm. right now. How he's yeah. shaming her. Mm-hmm. For having sex with him while he's having sex with her after she says no don't yeah there is so much ick happening mm-hmm. right now yeah, and then his response which i think is 80 yard which is an interesting thing which makes me think it wasn't originally in the script is stop me which is not really the same as listening no when somebody says no and forcing her to watch her friends have fun Mm-hmm. And saying, don't close your eyes and yeah. saying, you'll never be a part of that. Like, uh, part of that world. It's just, it's abusive. It, this is abuse. Yeah. No, this is emotional. It's, it's stuff that I could see if you were doing like a kind of S&M thing. Sure. That kind of behavior, but if you don't like set up rules or boundaries for that, mm-hmm. then it's yeah, it's just abuse. What if she really wants it to stop and mm-hmm. she can't? So straight up, when she says no, stop. Yeah, right. He there. should be like, no, mm-hmm. okay, I'll stop. Consent. And I just I can't get over the like gross slut shaminess mm-hmm. of he wants to have sex with her. Yeah. He clearly does. They do it Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. He wants to have sex with her in a public place, but shame her for doing Mm -hmm. so. 
Fuck you. Yeah. I'm, 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 the more I think about this scene, the more mm-hmm. it upsets me. Yeah. Especially with the, the previous scene. So you're like, it's, you're more even primed for mm-hmm. it in a way that really makes everything that much worse. Cause you're already kind of in that mindset of like, wait, no, this isn't okay. This yeah. isn't like what has happened before where it's been rough, but they've kind of had, some kind of agreement to it. This is like, yeah, I'm manipulating you, not really wanting you to feel terrible, yeah. wanting someone to be miserable. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing if you want to like sneak off in public place and have mm-hmm. sex, dude. If there's no children around, go for it. You yeah. might get caught and you might get in trouble, mm-hmm. but that is, I mean, I yeah. under, I, I under, that's a kink. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Sure. Like you said, if you have this like role playing thing you're doing, mm-hmm. and there's a safe word, yeah, and that that you know you somebody likes mm-hmm. someone to shame you that's another kink yeah okay this is abuse yeah well it's never said i get the feeling and again probably a little bit more justifiable because he's a vampire without a soul um unlike warren who definitely has a fucking soul you sure um, about that oh well, as i mean technically it's probably all like crusty and shriveled like if you Kill accidentally me. yeah Kill me. Yes. It's the Sigourney Weaver clone in Alien Resurrection. Um, I get the feeling that he wouldn't see a problem with it because he thinks that she enjoys it. Even if she does, still not okay. Nope. Still not okay. And I don't think he understands that. No, I don't think I don't think so. Because he's all about like, you know, just getting pleasure and having a good time. Doesn't really care about anybody else but isn't necessarily as as vindictive about Warren, but he definitely can be messed up like this scene mm-hmm. shows. It's it's an interesting parallel between those two characters. Neither one of them, great guys. No. Dead things, if you will. Uh, uh, I see what you did. Willow runs into Tara the next morning outside the magic box. And <laughs> I just want a happy scene. My kingdom for a happy scene, but you guys. Hey, hey, you know what? At least consent doesn't come up in this That's scene. That's true. They're at least like not, you don't have to worry about that for one scene. Uh, so, I mean, so this is sad. You can see that Willow wants to see Tara mm-hmm. um, more and uh, she wants Tara to be interested yeah. and invested in Willow right now. Um, and Tara's just really itching to bolt out of there. I think so. Willow reacts as if this is like, wow, this person really like is over me and doesn't like me. I interpret it as like it's hard for Tara too. Yeah, that she's if she d- isn't like strong here, then she'll mm-hmm. just be like, and we're back together. Yeah, and that's not what Willow needs right no. now. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, that's got to be tough. So we get a montage. Even Rocky had a montage. Uh, this is Out of This World by Bush. Like the slow rock music. Mm-hmm. Buffy is patrolling and Spike is in his crypt. And mm-hmm. She walks up to his door and he's, he's like, he's like, he's getting all up on that door. He, like, is he got the third base door. with that door. He No, literally his hand, like, do you see Buffy and Spike on the other side of the door? And his hand goes down and like in a caressing motion. Like all it needs is like his finger in the keyhole. <laughs> That's, this, that is what is happening. It's so weird. <laughs> this is weird. That, and you know what it also is? Not healthy. 
No. That's not a healthy relationship to like, ooh, the 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 woman I'm having sex with is, is coming to my door. Let me caress it. Oh. <laughs> he starts humping the door. <laughs> That's why she loves. She's like, um, I don't. I guess I'm not needed here. It's so strange. So she she well, to be alone. She bolts. Yeah. Uh, and here's a woman scream. Mm-hmm. And this is where time goes wonky. Yep. Uh, this was hard to take notes on. <laughs> See the lesson? She should have had sex with Spike because then yeah. she wouldn't have. You can't gotten... even get through that sex. No, nope, I can't. Laughing. Nope. Uh, so a monster is chasing a woman. They both disappear. Katrina's on the ground crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you he- Buffy hears voices asking, "What did you do?" Uh, and then all of a sudden, she punches Spike, and yep. he came out of nowhere. They fight three demons together, and then poof, demons do- gone. Mm-hmm. But then Spike arrives. Uh, and then more demon fighting. No demons. Yes, demons. Demons gone. Demons here. And as she's like trying to punch him when they before they disappear, she accidentally punches Katrina. Katrina falls down a ditch. Um, Katrina. Yeah, we're air quotes. And she is dead. So is Buffy thinking that because she's super strong, she hit mm-hmm. Katrina so hard somewhere between the hard punch hitting the ground Rolling down a ditch. Head injury? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm assuming. And we immediately find out that this was the trio's doing. Jonathan magicked himself to look like Katrina. Uh, Andrew summoned the monsters uh, who messed with time. And they dumped Katrina's real dead body in the ditch to make Buffy think that it's her fault. And now it's Buffy's problem. And either Buffy takes care of it and they don't have to deal with Katrina's body anymore. Mm. Or Buffy gets arrested and they don't have to deal with either of them again. Yep. Two birds and one stone. Yay. That's that's the Warren way of thinking about it. Uh, Jonathan is not happy. No. Good. Yeah, gives real sarcastic best performance in my life. One that like nights young. Yeah. Gotta be some more girls we could kill. Yeah. And this I you need I feel like we needed one of them to have humanity. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise it, would, it would just yeah. Would, yeah. I just feel like then later when Will when they're trying to protect Jonathan and Warren yeah. from Willow, you'd be like, eh. Like, they, they, mm. she shouldn't, but... I feel like speaking of two birds, one stone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buffy has a dream that mashes up boinking Spike and handcuffing him and killing Katrina. Which, again, shows really the healthy relationship she's in right now. Yeah, I feel like she's in a good place. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wakes up Dawn and tells Dawn that she has to turn herself in. She mm. killed a girl. Don says, you aren't sorry. You want to go away. So go. I hate you. Don, you're fucking 15. You're the worst. You were doing so well at one point. At one point, you and I were like, wow, Don, you're doing great, buddy. You're like a real character. Not anymore. Now you're just... Me, me, me. Brat, brat, brat. You you know, your sister just accidentally killed a girl. Maybe it's not about you today. (laughs) Maybe today's not about you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe let the day your sister commits murder be about her. Maybe. Oh, God. Imagine Dawn, like, when Buffy, if Buffy were to get married, Mm -hmm. how Dawn would be. (laughs) Oh, God. Not the sister of a bridezilla. Like, the bride isn't the bridezilla, yeah. the sisterzilla. Ugh. Ugh. So Spike won't let uh, her turn herself in. He says, I took care of the body, so no one will ever find it. We found the body. Someone dumped it in the river. <laughs> Balls. 
That's, I needed this laugh. Yeah. No. <laughs> just like, oh, oh thank God. You, God. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just like, it's balls. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it reminds me of um, in uh, the original Ghostbusters, they talk about how the whole scene where Bill Murray's character, uh, Peter Fankman, Dr. Peter Fankman, um, the mouth, um, <laughs> You know, race dance is the No, I, I, and, I got, okay. I got you. We, we know. Yeah, Egon Spangler, the brain. Yep. Um, <laughs> so uh, when he meets Dana, um, as when she's you know first possessed, uh, that in the theater it was really tense because they're because you know especially at that time you know it's like ten years out from The Exorcist, somebody being possessed is like super scary and serious. It wasn't until like one joke about five minutes in after like a bunch of jokes that like people felt comfortable laughing and it was the biggest laugh in the film. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, it's that same thing of like, I can't really laugh yet. I can't really, Oh, I can laugh at this. Oh, <laughs> oh spike. I can breathe again. Yeah. And I like, I mean, this also is puts him higher up on my scale of people mm-hmm. uh, that he's like, yeah, I would also want st- to like Buffy's doing the yeah. right thing, but also you don't want to see her go to jail. Yeah. And you know that it was an accident. So you yeah. kind of, I mean, as much as like Buffy's being responsible, mm-hmm. you kind of like that Spike's like, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make this go yeah. away for you. He cares about her. He's also a soulless monster. Yeah. That's the problem with the relationship. Like, I mean, he's saying this in a terrible way about yeah. like, you know, tip the scales. You were, have saved so many people. But mm-hmm. like, also, it was an accident. No. Yeah. She doesn't deserve to go to jail for that. And one thing I've heard brought up is like, obviously... She shouldn't not feel remorse, but isn't it in a way more responsible to not have any slayers right. around to take care of whatever evils oh, come yeah. up? Oh, yeah, but and it's because yeah. that they have no idea about demons and slayers that like that's why yeah. they would make the wrong decision here. Mm-hmm. If people knew the right thing, yeah. yeah. I also like that we see the police set. They're amortizing this shit. <laughs> uh, Buffy takes out her feelings on Spike. Mm-hmm. I kind of also like that he takes it. Yeah. That I mean, he like he's like, okay, you need to like mm-hmm. work out your shit. You can do that on me. That's again, he's. It's not. It's not healthy, but it shows he cares. No, and it's not redeeming him from the last thing he yeah. did. But it's different than the trio. Yeah. It again in his soulless mm-hmm. evil way, he's yeah. helping. <laughs> in his soulless evil way, he's helping. It's a great quote. I also love. Um, Further proof of how fucking terrible the Sunnydale police are. People can just have like out and out fist fights right next door. Yeah. And, and not a single policeman. And she's hears shouting it. at yeah. them. They're not being quiet. They're loudly fighting and shouting right next to the police station. Not a single cop even's like, hey, what's going on? So she's really beating up herself. She's mad at herself mm-hmm. for doing immoral things like boinking Spike and killing Katrina. Mm-hmm. So she berates Spike for not being good or clean, for being dead inside. But mm-hmm. she's really describing herself. What? Buffy's confusing somebody else with things she's feeling. She hasn't done that at all this season. No. And really now she's just made it worse because now Spike's face is all a mess and she feels bad about that too. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, not going to be nearly as fun next time she boinks him. <laughs> well, scars are sexy sometimes. But not, like, puffy eye. <laughs> no, he looks nobody, nobody likes that. Nobody likes gross. the end of Rocky Rocky. It's like, ooh, <laughs> that's my hunk. <laughs> Big don't, purple eye. Don't kink shame. 
I, uh, sure. Okay. I'm sure there are. <laughs> There's somebody who's like, oh, you know who's really sexy? Ed Norton at the end of 25th hour. That's the sexiest guy alive. Oh, so now he's not in any position to stop her from turning herself in. And while she's waiting to talk to the desk sergeant, she overhears the victim's name, Katrina. There's only one Katrina in the world, and it must be the one that I know. I mean... I'm kidding. I know. Okay. Uh, He's been fucking with her all season. I mean, it's worth looking into. Yeah. No. I'm just like preps because I feel like... Somebody out there is upset about yes. it. <laughs> Somebody's, what, can I be one Katrina? How could she know what Katrina was? I'm pretty sure that who's upset about it is Vincent D'Onofrio's character from Men in Black. <laughs> I just really have some issues with the plot here. Uh, that was great. That was oh, wonderful. Yeah. I would like you to use that voice anytime we're uh, <laughs> describing overly picky fans. Yes. Anya finds the kind of demons that Buffy was fighting. Mm-hmm. And hey, what do you know? They mess with time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don still being a brat. <laughs> Don. Oh, God. Yeah, I got a, I got a question for you, Don. Um, have you ever tried not being a brat? <laughs> just, just, you know, like. Just for variety's sake. Try it on for size. See how it feels. People might, you know, want to be around you more. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that next episode. Meanwhile. Oh, God. If the coroner had ruled that Katrina's head injury was consistent with the fall, Mm would have made total sense, right? Like she found her in a ditch. She hurt her head. She's covered in Mm leaves. Oh, yeah, she fell. But they ruled it a suicide. (sighs) Who commits suicide by... Jumping off a hill? That's, I mean, it's not, a, she didn't even jump off a cliff. <laughs> like, that it's a, a hill. It is a shallow hill. Like, that is, <laughs> like, if you're like, she fell down the hill and hey, there was a rock there. Yeah. And her head. Like, acc- it's an accidental death. Yeah. yeah. But suicide. suicide. Who's like, I'm just going to keep rolling down this hill until I hit my head on a rock. <laughs> like, that, you're the worst coroner ever. We, I mean, really, this episode shows just how terrible the police forces in sunnydale neck rupture and suicide by head injury maybe maybe that's it they're just so used to it always being monsters they always have to rule it something that's not monsters to like brush off the suspicion so they're just like i don't know suicide i don't know what kind of monster this is here's the other thing that hill was covered in leaves that was a soft surface yeah so Warren and Andrew are psyched that they got away with murder and Jonathan's pretty fucking terrified because, you yeah. know, he's sitting next to a murderer. Yeah. Like he's, he now realizes I've allied myself with two guys who are totes cool with murder and I am not. No. This is not going to end well for me. Buffy gets her diagnosis from Tara who says there's nothing wrong with you. Mm. This spell give you a mystical sunburn that confuses Spike's chip and surprisingly Buffy's upset. She thought that she could blame her bad behavior on the spell. But if she didn't come back wrong, then it's just her. Those are Mm. her actions, her choices. No one else to blame. She confesses to Tara. Why do I let Spike do those things to me? I love Tara. She's so sweet. She's she's in the most awkward position. She's in the worst position. And she has the exact right reaction. How Mm -hmm. hard is it when your friends are upset or they spring something on you that you're like i don't know how to help you right yeah. this second but like how often i don't know if you do i no. definitely at some sometimes freeze like a yeah. deer in headlights of like 
what do I say to help you right now? That sucks. Like, I, yeah, I feel like I automatically just go, oh, that sucks. And I just don't know what else to say. But yeah. So Tara says, it's okay if you love him. He's done mm-hmm. a lot of good. It's okay if you just want to have sex without love. No one's mm-hmm. going to shame you for having casual sex. Oh, she's so sweet. And Buffy just says, please don't forgive me. She doesn't want to be forgiven. She <sighs> wants to, she feels so, and again, here's the, this is this episode. Mm-hmm. Look at Warren, who yeah. feels no shame mm-hmm. for doing the worst thing ever. Yeah. Buffy's not doing like something that terrible. And she is just overcome with shame mm-hmm. and a want to be punished. Warren got yep. away with murder and he's psyched about getting away yep. with murder. Buffy's getting away with whatever, a naughty affair. Yeah. And it's eating her up inside. Mm-hmm. Now, this this episode is great at just contrasting different characters. And then you have somewhere in between, there's Spike, who's got a lot of Warren in him, but he's also got a lot of Buffy in him. And that's the weird dichotomy of that character. Mm-hmm. That at one side, he's all about like getting his own pleasure, whatever that means. But he also has some weird affection for Buffy that seems to come from... Not a healthy place, but someplace that's kind of real. Yeah. Like, he does really care about her. He's just a soulless monster, so he doesn't know how to do that right. Right. And I get Buffy here. I get, like... Yeah, absolutely. If you have done something wrong and you don't come forward with it, well, then you don't get closure. You can't move past it. Even if you stop your bad behavior, you can't find closure you're just going to keep feeling guilt until it's out in the open and you feel like you've seen either proper punishment or yeah obviously a much different situation but i remember in high school getting a big car accident thankfully nobody was hurt or anything but i remember my response was like well i guess i just i'm not gonna drive anymore like i I shouldn't be allowed to drive anymore and like i was more upset that my mom was like no honey like you're not gonna drive for a little while but you're gonna drive again i was like no i should be punished like, mm. I, I totally understand that instinct of, like, I don't want to be forgiven because I feel so bad about this. Mm-hmm. It only makes me feel worse to know that that you forgive me. Yeah. That's super relatable. And something I feel like you don't – that's not expressed in media a lot. It's a very weird feeling that you don't get. You get, like, pure sorrow or anger or all, the, all, all sorts of different other stuff. But – and that's another thing I think I really like about this episode. There's a lot of things you don't get portrayed – in media in this episode in really interesting ways. Maybe not all perfect. It's definitely some issues with the balcony spike Buffy scene. Totally get why, uh, according to Beck's stage stuff, uh, that was like the most uncomfortable scene uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar had in the whole series, basically. Mm. But like, I, I appreciate that they tried to go to these places and get into aspects of humanity and, what we do to ourselves and each other that aren't explored that much. Mm-hmm. So what's the lesson in dead things? If you fuck up, fess up. Mm-hmm. It's the only right thing to do. And it's the only way that you will ever move on. If you have a soul, that is. Yeah. And also overarching message. Consent matters, guys. Hey, consent. <laughs> you know, what's great. Consent. Consent. So what do you think of this one? Um, I Again, like like I was just saying, I think it's a great episode because it's challenging. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not one I'm going to put on for fun. No. Um, but I, I think in 
in a way that like the body is a great episode. This is not quite as like, you know, standalone like piece of television uh great, but I think it really does a lot of interesting different things and really is a great way for the series to push itself in its sixth year. Mm-hmm. Like having this kind of material in the show I don't feel is unwarranted. Get it? Ah, um, nah. uh, I had to put a pun in there somewhere. Uh, it's getting so heavy. And I, I really appreciate it. That's what I, I think so far I really appreciate about the season. It goes into places you wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I again, I think this is the darkest episode of this series. And like, you know, like you said, the body is definitely the saddest. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like really dark themes it is death themes all the way and it is well done because this should have me feeling gross and creeped out and bad Mm -hmm. and angry i should be feeling all these things and the fact that you and i are feeling them so strongly is just proof that this is well done and Mm -hmm. i I think this is necessary in that it escalates the trio Mm -hmm. from this annoyance and like these funny nerds to like actual villains yeah okay i think it's time to take a break and hear from our sponsor new from the makers of the original bachelor shackles the oppressive male shackles the patented slayer shackles and the 50 shades of spike adult fun shackles comes our newest shackle concept party shackles billy mays here has this ever happened to you you spend weeks planning a get-together you buy chips punch dips wings ketchup pizza, cake, pie, cups, napkins, banners, hot dogs, streamers, soda, ice, burgers, utensils, avocado toast, paper towels, and coasters, only to find your guests have left early? Buy new party shackles! Conjured from the highest grade Justice Demon Magics, these ethereal bonds can withstand the strongest release spells on the market. Party shackles are stronger than any other restraint available. How? The secret is the intangible curse crafting. Without physical form, only by the grace of mighty Hellfrack can these ties be undone. How powerful are the new party shackles? They can restrict up to a dozen guests in one house, dungeon, or pocket dimension. Buy new party shackles. They restrain so you don't have to. Party shackles are available for $35.99 plus shipping and handling. These shackles also come with a limited 10-year warranty, and if you don't like your shackles, send them back in 30 days free. Just pay shipping and handling. But wait, there's an all-new product from the makers of Bachelor Shackles. Here comes Dampy! Billy Mays here for Dampy. Having trouble bending those who oppose you to your will? Try Dampy, the all-new cerebral dampener that fits in the palm of your hand. Make a stranger your new best friend. Turn anyone into a loyal bodyguard. Or get back together with the next by making her your making her your sex slave. No deal. I'm out. Consent matters, guys. Consent matters. I'll read you some ad copy. Billy Mays here for consent. It's time to put dead things back on the shelf and open the books on older and far away. Buffy ditches dinner with Dawn to patrol. 
this thing, the design of this thing, the <laughs> horns, the hair. There is so much going on. It is an elaborate fancy demon. <laughs> also, after the last episode, yay, elaborate fancy demon. <laughs> there is a lot. It's very tall. <laughs> so it teleports. Uh, and then when Buffy stabs it with its own sword, it Alex Max into mm-hmm. the sword. Total Alex Macification. <laughs> Completely oblivious, Buffy steals the sword. Mm-hmm. Shiny. Uh, and there's some bad ADR here where it's like, oh, I guess he ran away. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> guys, I guess we better address the fact that the, the demon just disappeared. Yeah. And, she... and, and she's like, oh, a sword. And she's not running after Ooh. it. But yeah. Uh. So Don can't get another Scooby to go to the mall with her. Get friends your own age. What happened to Janice? Where did Janice go? Uh, so either you get friends your own age or you act out by stealing stuff. <laughs> I feel like, you know what? Halloween episode ended the wrong way. She just become a vampire. That would have been and then, so much better. Yeah, at least that would have been an interesting plot line. It would have probably been stupid in other ways but like it would have been something <laughs> the next day at school don is called into the guidance office they oh. really are unsettled about it. like i feel yeah. like schools need to develop a thing where like you know that everyone stares at you when you have to mm-hmm. go to the guidance office right and yeah. maybe you're not getting called in to be shamed maybe it's something personal yeah or maybe it's like hey we found out about a new scholarship yeah like just or just yeah have a better system yeah. than this I used to, so I used to work in the guidance office for my study hall period. And I would just, my job was just to walk into classrooms and hand the teacher a note saying the guidance counselor wants to see so-and-so. And everyone hated when I walked in the room. Yeah. It's like. It's signed. Uh, so Hal Freck slash Cecily is the new guidance counselor. Hey, that necklace looks like Anya's old power source necklace. Whoa, whoa. And this is the point when I was rewatching the episode. I was like, oh, yeah, it's this episode. Okay. Yep. Uh, there's there's the some title, good. Title does not give it up. No. No. But there is. Oh, okay. Uh, so Dawn's grades have slipped. And she says in a not an all awkward way, people keep going away. I wish that I could make them stay. No one talks like this. These aren't words. Was she quoting her own shitty poetry? No one's ever. uh, This is not the way that. Who wrote this? That night is Buffy's birthday party. Run. Flee. Lock the door. It's Buffy's birthday. Nothing good could come of this. No. Buffy's invited Sophie from work. Yeah. Sophie. We'll see her again. (laughs) Xander and Anya are setting Buffy up. You guys, if you're going to set up a friend, I'm behind it. I've done it. Mm -hmm. Don't tell them you're doing it. And don't make it so obvious, like, we invited one person who's single and around your age and whatever gender or genders you're attracted to. Like, it's pretty obvious what you're doing, guys. Or, like, you know, like, you're talking about, like, Buffy, I'm able to make friends outside of this friend group. I invited someone from work. And Xander being like, Mm -hmm. oh, I made a friend at work, too. I hope it's okay that I invited him. Mm-hmm. That's all. That is not yeah. suspicious. Mm-hmm. Also, you clearly told your friend because he immediately starts macking on Buffy. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, subtle, guys. A little more subtle. Well, I mean, what? You want to be macking on Clem? I mean, I did. <laughs> uh, Tara arrives 
It's so awkward. Oh, it's just, so awkward. I just want them to kiss and make up. I, my next note is just make out already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, 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 you just want to like reach through the screen and like take their faces and be like, kiss, kiss, <laughs> kiss. Spike brings Clem. Oh, yay, Clem. I love Clem. I love that he becomes, he's so sweet. Yeah, I really like it. I like to think because like in the first episode he's in, he doesn't have much more personality. He seems a little meaner that he was just like having a really bad day. Yeah. And now this is like Clem as he usually is. Yeah. He was losing a poker. It was just yeah. kind of crappy. Hey, Buffy, meet Richard. I'm not being obvious and setting him up with you. This oh. is Richard. Uh, like, like, because Tara's the only one in the know about Spike. No. She does her damnedest to fuck with him. Mm. And she's like, I think he looked cute. I mean, I wouldn't know, but I, I think he's cute. <laughs> and I like Clem being all oblivious. Oh, yeah. No, I think he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> They're opening presents. Willow gives Buffy a back massager. <laughs> um, I have this thing. I've definitely seen that specific back massager. I had that specific back massager. It must have been like it the did really not popular, work well. Yeah. It, well. It looks like you're carrying like a droid head that you're throwing on your back. Yeah. yeah, it's like a huge thing. Like even if. Even if the actual motion of it didn't hurt, just like it would be harder on your back just to like lift that up and down your back. Yeah, it was heavy. And Willow was like, it's portable. Like, how? How? In the fact that it is not an immovable object, sure. <laughs> yeah, like you can pick it up. Great. That thing was heavy. It's not Thor's hammer. It yes. has a plug. And where are you going to? It didn't come with like a bag. No. She doesn't walk around with a duffel bag. <laughs> Dawn gives Buffy the leather jacket she stole. No, they totally just forgot to get the tag. Take off the tag. It is a cool looking jacket. I will say that there was one time when um, I bought, so I went jean shopping, and um, they were really long because I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm a short I'm a short short person, like a really short person. Um, so I rolled up the the legs of the jeans. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to see what they would look like if I, they were shorter, yeah. and it was great. And I bought them, and when I walked out of the store, the security alarm went off. But, like, no one stopped me, and you don't think about it, because I definitely yeah. paid for them, and it's just, like, that happens sometimes. Yeah. And then I walked into a store, uh, like, a couple days later wearing those jeans mm-hmm. and set off the security uh, alarm, and it turns out that's because I had rolled the jeans up over the security tag. Mm. Luckily, the people at David's Bridal took my word for it that's and just nice. removed it for me, because yeah. otherwise I'd be fucked. I don't yeah. know how to get rid of those things. No. I don't think there's a way to get rid of them unless you have the machine that doesn't like rip the jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Which, hey, rip jeans. You know, I'm super cool like that. <sighs> we'll be right back. <laughs> uh, so Dawn's gift is overshadowed. <laughs> brat. By a hand carved weapons chest. Okay. First off, this is a really cool fucking gift. It looks awesome. It's amazing. I want it. Yeah. And like, obviously time-consuming mm-hmm. so fuck your stolen free yeah. gift <laughs> you didn't jacket. work for yeah. whatsoever and also like oh a leather jacket for buffy that's so creative don which i mean like it's a for it's a, a decent 15, gift for a 15 year old like yeah. i don't expect anyone to give me yeah. a leather jacket and i'm in my mm-hmm. but the, the <laughs> you're sulking because someone like even though they liked your gift They just gave more attention to the bigger gift. Yeah. You're 15. My seven-year-old niece learns this lesson. She knows better than this. 
sulking. What age is Dawn? Is she, is she six? Well, what? She's a year? Jesus. I mean, yeah, she's she's like a year and a half right now. Oh, she's entering the terrible twos. <laughs> That's what's happening. That's what's going on. <laughs> uh, Sophie arrives. <laughs> she's the poor themes. Are, I just say thank you because my mom said I forget. And here are all my allergies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and after Sophie's in there, Hallie shows up and yep. says, wish granted. Oh, Why no. did she wait for Sophie? Did she have a guest list? Yeah. Like, no one else but Buffy knew that she was inviting Sophie. And also, did she have to wait to say granted until they were all in the house? Did Can no one Dawn... enter now? Yeah. Which I'm surprised they didn't bring up. Yeah. Like, I would think that would be one of my first ideas is like, we can't leave. Let's see if we can call somebody else well, to take us out. they said the phones out. don't work. Oh, okay. Okay, that's one thing I do have to say. I know it's a little early. I don't feel like we get enough of them trying things. I agree. It seems like we all just agreed. I guess this, this is our life now. This episode feels like it's like 10 minutes short. Yeah. Is it a, just yeah, it feels a like short fucking episode. There's 10 minutes of episode. It's clearly they not. To They're create. all the yeah. same length. Yeah. Uh, so Richard is actually cute. Like their the whole discussion yeah. about like, is he cute? Is he? He's know, actually he's the handsome guy. He's pretty yeah. handsome. Uh, and like also he's being flirty and charming. Mm-hmm. Like if Buffy were like emotionally available, yeah. I'd be like, I mean, open your eyes, girl. Like mm-hmm. I could see that working for you. Yeah. He's being sweet and like mm-hmm. caring. He's like offering to like get you a drink mm-hmm. and like, he's a good guy. Spike corners Buffy mm. and like puts her hand on his cramp and she also said stop again no girl likes it when you grab her hand and move it to uh, whatever thank you tara for walking in yes thank you tara this would have been getting real awkward and also like right in the hallway your 15 year old you're terrible tara walks in and she's got a great line she goes oh you have a muscle cramp in your pants (laughs) i like this when she's in an like in the know Jared hasn't gotten a lot of like funny lines in the series but this episode she's just yeah great delivery she's milking it they need to go on a beer run but nobody wants to go not necessarily magic but a lot of parties no, no. one wants to do the beer run uh they play monopoly poker it's turned into a sleepover you big monopoly fan oh yeah like well clue. you have to play by the rules yes, yes. uh i like clue Who's good too? So come morning, they're all still up. Either cartoons or poker. The you know the spell didn't say they couldn't sleep. <laughs> well, yeah, because clearly some of them are, and some of them are just like, well, I mean, I I'm not leaving, so I guess I should stay up until dawn. Until dawn does what? What? Whoa! <laughs> we'll be right back. I understand this is very hard for me to sleep in places that are not my bed. No, yeah, like even hotels. I'm like, but it's not my bed. Hotels I can sleep in easily if they're the ones that have like great blackout curtains. Mm. Oh, it's like heaven. Uh, so, <laughs> Spike sitting in so much sunlight. Yeah, again, the whole th- like weird thing of so windows don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he threatens to eat Richard. <laughs> just, so, uh, you work out? <laughs> uh, Willow and Tara say they want to leave, but also they don't. Mm. <laughs> Buffy tries to throw Spike out, but neither of them can move. And I'm like, this is fine, fine. I'm actually trying to move now. 
Everyone's got jobs or class to get to. Not the shift of the double me. <laughs> I'm okay here. <laughs> Buffy says, I know we all have places we'd rather be. Don responds, of course you all want to leave because being stuck in here with me, that would really suck, right? No, okay. Technically, it is all about you because you made this stupid fucking wish. You made it all about you. But Don, it's not all about fucking you. They don't want to leave because they can't stand being around you. Other people have jobs. And like, what are you mad at the two people, three people you never fucking met before? Like, oh, they're the worst because they never spend any time with me because I don't know who they are. Beans here stuck with me. You also need to leave because you have school. I understand you're not excited about that school. No. But you also need to go. Also, here's the thing. Here's the fucking thing. <laughs> There's a lot of things. Not here's yeah. the thing. Here's one of many things about Shut Up Dawn. <laughs> but Shut Up Dawn, one. Number two, Shut Up Dawn. Number three, you're a teenager. Most teenagers don't want to be at home no. with their sister and her friends playing Monopoly. Ali, you know, All the Way was not a great episode. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't. No. But it, Dawn made sense as a character in that episode because yeah. she was doing shit that 15-year-olds do. Yeah. It's really weird. And, like, I can understand, like, there are definitely times where I got along better with, like, older people than my age group or younger people than my age group. But it still wasn't like all friends of a sibling who I know have things they need to do are the people I look to to spend all the time in the world with me. Where are you coming from, Dawn? Why, I've no, I mean, why like, you, did you not try to make any other friends outside of Janice? And like the last episode, Buffy wanted to hang out with you and you had other plans. Yeah. That's a normal thing. Yeah. You don't have a fucking leg to stand on, Don. You're awful. You're terrible. Shut up. Uh, she even throws herself on the bed in a way that, like, somehow annoys me. The yeah. way in, the 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 position she takes on the bed pisses me off. It's it's like a position you only take for pouting. It, it's not a way you'd actually like want to go onto a bed. A normal person, you if you're gonna pout, you throw yourself on the bed and like bury your hand your head in your in mm -hmm. your arms or whatever yeah. right she's it's like a fight choreographer or like the director was like jump on the bed and she does and then just waits for the next piece of action because she's like laying on her arms but just like staying there yeah. that's not what are you, what are you, what is you <laughs> what are mm. you a meerkat what it's like she's a seal <laughs> she, this is what she she jumped on the bed like a goddamn sea lion what are you doing everything you do annoys me <laughs> and she does she did this when she found out she was a key and she's like get out get out get out get out oh god which okay when someone tells you you're not a real human being fine it's rough that's fine this is come on don it's just people got jobs. They don't really want to go to either. If this happened to an everyday person, they might not make the connection right away of, oh, hey, I did wish out loud yesterday that people wouldn't leave me. You know this shit exists. One of the friends you're complaining to about not hanging out with used to do that shit. You know this exists in your world. A month and a half ago, you were forced to do musical numbers. You know this shit exists. And it doesn't ever have even vaguely occur to you 
that maybe you did do something to cause this. I mean, Richard and Sophie, they, I mean, they should be freaking out because mm-hmm. they don't understand magic. Yeah. That's a whole nother can of worms. And like Xander brings up a good point. Hey, sometimes you accidentally, say, you know, want something innocent sounding <laughs> like everyone to live in a happy musical. It turns out it's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do this by accident. Yeah. Like giving her such an out. Yes. Oh. You know, I've heard a theory. Some people... That Dawn sucks? Oh, no, that's fact. Okay. I think that's been... uh, uh, Scientifically scientifically proven. proven. Um, The science is in on that. That... And I'm not sure what what other evidence other than the fact that Dawn does steal a lot of stuff. And it's weird that nobody calls out Xander. But that maybe... It was actually Dawn that called on Sweet and that mm. Xander was covering for Dawn, which oh. I think is like an interesting theory. I'm not sure it's that supported. I don't feel but like it's interesting. Any sub- it's in- it would be interesting. It, I don't it's think it's supported if that, whatsoever. Yeah. If that got like retconned in, that would be interesting, mm. especially with what happens in the comics. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so Buffy says we need to uh, solve this with magic and Tara volunteers to take care of it because volunteers to take care of it because Willow can't. Buffy says, oh, but we don't have supplies, you know, except these ones that Willow was hiding. Uh-oh. Buffy should have some secret magic supplies of her own. Yeah. Because like, just because of the world they live in, like keep it very well hidden, maybe in a safe that Willow doesn't have the code to. Yeah. That you don't even tell her exists. Mm hmm. Uh, I should probably just do reveal a anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but like, yeah, like I get you're trying to keep the drugs out of the hands of the addict, but it's also like, what if the drugs were the ones that you might need when you have a heart attack? Yeah. You just hide that shit yeah. for a while. And like Willow was actively reco- trying to recover. So I, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like she was like, I'm going to break down yeah. this wall. Cause I think you hid stuff mm-hmm. in here. You know, Tara does says release, and it releases the demon from the sword. Uh-oh. Richard gets stabbed. Uh, demon melts into the floor. It appears. Oh, no. it's it <laughs> and Bobby says, trust me, we'll get out of here soon. Smash cut to that. Editing joke. <laughs> They're still there that night. Oh. The walls are groaning because the demon's in the walls. Mm-hmm. And this is creepy. I, lo- I yeah. this The idea of, like, you're stuck in this house and, like, who knows when this thing's going to pop up? Mm-hmm. I think that the tension there is yeah. well done and makes me really understand Anya's kind of anxiety attack. Yeah. I, although I do feel like I would have liked a little bit more of that and for focus, especially later on in the episode on the ticking clock of, you know, the handsome McRed shirt got potentially fatally wounded. Yeah. It we seems completely like, forget about him. It's like, it's interesting. It's like, Oh no, we got to solve this quick. And then we don't talk about it until everything's resolved again. And he's like kind of fine when they take him out of the yeah. house that it's like, it's like he could die it's like, 12 hours later and we're not talking about it. It's him. like in a couple days of infection, maybe. Yeah. So Anya's freaking out and Xander's being really sweet, taking care mm-hmm. of her, calming her down. The demon attacks Xander. They fight. Buffy asks Don, are you okay? Don goes, do you care? fuck you just fuck you <laughs> so annoying and i like that buffy stops indulging her and she's like fine whatever stay with clem and i like that that works it draws her out then she's like okay you're right i'm upset but you mm-hmm. have a calling and you have friends and i'm alone girl needs a hobby other than theft other than theft new hobby 
Anya pressures Willow to do magic to help them, and Xander kind of joins in. Soft, yeah. Softly, but does it. Yeah, he's kind of like, I don't really want to take a stand, but I don't want to piss off Anya because she's really freaking out. And by the way, I love Emma Caulfield's performance freaking mm-hmm. out here. Like, she even is like, she sounds different than she usually does. Yeah. Like, it's... there's It feels very real. And it's, yeah. it's almost... Um, contagious. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it makes me feel panicky yeah. and claustrophobic that she's freaking mm-hmm. out. I feel like this is the kind of stuff the episode should have been more about. Yes. Like that, the, the kind of the panic of it, the, the things that would occur if you were in this kind of trapped situation, this, this, you know, bottle of tension that mm-hmm. it, the episode really should be. Especially, but. I wonder, I feel like this episode should have lasted for more than 48 hours. Yeah. Because I can go a whole weekend without leaving my apartment. Yeah. And I get this isn't a weekend. They've all mm-hmm. got to go to work. But still, like... They introduce some things that would seem to increase the stakes, but they don't that much. Yeah. The ticking clock of the guy. The demon in the walls. Like, okay, we're increasing the stakes, but not really. Only Anya seems to be that freaked out, really. Yeah. Everyone else seems to be like, eh, we'll fix it. Yeah. And which, again, after 48 hours, I kind of would... With the exception of the de- yeah. if you know... The demon would freak me out. The dying mm-hmm. guy would freak me out. The, enti- the thing about like, oh, we're never getting out of this house. After yeah. 48 hours, I'd be like, I mean, give it a we're, sec. We're, we're fine. Yeah. Willow refuses to do magic. Anya gets shitty about it. And Tara stands up for Willow. And I love it. It's so badass. You're going to back off. Oh, yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. She is going to back off. Uh, Buffy immediately. <sighs> Buffy makes a jump. Like even they even sent me to the guidance counselor. This guidance counselor, did she get you to make a wish? Like where did you get that from? Like okay, I get like oh guidance counselor, that might be a new person. Let's see what this is about. Not immediately like oh so you have a guidance counselor, must be a demon that grants wishes. Like I feel like if I went to my mom and I was like the school called me into the guidance counselor office mm-hmm. to talk to me about like. Yeah emotional stability mm-hmm. my mom would be like excuse me they did mm-hmm. what why and we need yeah. to talk about this and mm-hmm. i kind of not okay with the school not telling me they're gonna like that yeah. would be a conversation that mm-hmm. became a bigger thing that yeah. would eventually maybe come out yeah or like did have they been doing this a lot have you been going to see the guidance council like oh no no it's this new person it's like new person but did they just start they're like yeah get yeah. to it organically not it's yeah it, it really is a jump and it's so weird how this this episode feels like they rush through it, mm-hmm. but also drags. Yeah, it's so it's so weird. It's like being stuck at a party for forty eight hours. Yeah, bit, right. <laughs> and also, like, here's the thing about like the wish thing. Buffy doesn't remember Wishland, right? She no, but I mean, with Anya, she knows how those things work. Yeah, it's weird. It's a it's wonder, a jump. I'm assuming Anya would remember, right? Wishland, yeah. I wonder if she ever told them about it. Maybe. Like if that ever came up of like, hey, so how did you stop being a demon? What was the last wish you did? Yeah. Anya finds Dawn's stash of stolen goods. Really bad job of hiding that stuff. That is sitting right, like when you walk yeah. in is the first thing you see. It is just not yeah, hidden. Yeah, just in an unlocked box that probably... Of the objects in the room, the most likely to accidentally get knocked over. And, as we said before, has all the price tags on mm-hmm. it. As if, like, that's how she keeps them as trophies. 
And she admits that she made a wish. Anya calls Halfrek. Mm-hmm. The demon stabs her. It's a good fake out. Yeah. And then Buffy stabs the wall. Like the demon disappears into the wall and she mm-hmm. stabs the wall. Yeah. Xander has more work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fix the wall. And then she breaks the sword. Ooh, so do you think like there's some monster guts in there too? Yeah. That's going to smell. Oof. There's your problem. <laughs> so it turns out Hallie's okay. She recognizes Spike. As William. So I read an interesting... It was not presented as a fan theory, so I'm not quite sure where this came from, Mm -hmm. how it's canon, that when Hallie and William met um, earlier, Mm -hmm. when they were both at that party, Mm -hmm. that she was a vengeance demon then, Mm -hmm. and that she, um, she was the one who killed everyone at that party. But how can that be if, like, the whole thing is that, like, the people at the party died with the stakes driven through them? Yeah, the spikes. The spikes. Was that just somebody else's wish? Or was that William's wish? And in that case, like, why isn't that more a part of his backstory? That he became a vampire and then wished with a demon to kill everyone at the party. And where does her daddy issues come into that? Oh, no, she was already... If she's already yeah. a vengeance demon. I always took it that she was human... Mm-hmm. At this point, yeah. and later on became a vengeance demon. That that makes more sense to me, because also, like, if she's a vengeance demon who specifically, like, you know, has daddy issues, tends to work with kids, what the fuck was she doing at that party full of, like, adults? Exactly, yeah. Unless it was, that's the one thing she does is, like, throw uh, endless parties. Well, and we were, I mean, we were led to believe that, like, those people that party mm-hmm. died after having spikes driven through their mm-hmm. head as, you know, vengeance from Spike. Yes. Yeah. Like, that was the whole thing. So mm-hmm. I, I just don't know where that theory came from. Uh, yeah. I, I read it online. If anybody has any, like, actual canon stuff mm-hmm. to back that up, maybe it's yeah. in the comics. Yeah, like, there's some, like, one-off, like, Spike Origins comic or something. Yeah, yeah. let us know. Tell us. Uh, so Anya's thing was vengeance against men. Hallie's is bad parents. <laughs> But she's a dumb dumb because now she's stuck in the house too. Oh, dumb Halfrick. And I like Anya's reaction about like the spell, Hallie. Like, oh, darn it. <laughs> okay, we can all go home now. <laughs> she acts all happy about yep. it. Yay. Well, and I like how it, that would be like what like a creepy Twilight Zone ending that would be if it's just like, yeah, you are stuck in here forever. Yeah. Like, oh, that would be so creepy. Although then you get into the practical things of like, so the outside world, does that still exist? Do they just not notice the house? Does nobody ever go in? That, well, yeah, that food. brings up that like, if the mailman could be coerced to walk inside, yeah. then you eat the mailman. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the mailman is, becomes the hardest job to uh, to fill in Sunnydale. <laughs> There's some mysterious person that's apparently been eating all the mailmen. They can't track it down. Tara takes Willow's stash. She says she's proud of her. It got mm. bad in there, and you still said no. Aww. And now everyone can leave. <laughs> the stars. Oh, my God. Look at the stars. <laughs> You've been inside for 48 hours. Yeah. Again, like, I do this regularly on the weekend. Yeah, I feel like most people don't look at the stars, you know, for two, three days at a time. Most of the time. If you live in this city like us, you never, never see do. Stars. You can't even fucking see them. Like, there are no stars. Like, granted... Sunnydale is a, a town of a weird amorphous size, so I don't know how visible the stars are. Let's say they're really visible. Even then, I feel like 
you easily go several days without yeah. thinking about the stars. So what's the lesson in Older and Far Away? Shut up, Don. Get a goddamn hobby. Get a hobby that's not kleptomania. Uh, I think this show is trying to get me to be sympathetic with Don in this episode. I'm not. I'm no, really like, not. I could kind of see an argument that maybe, you know, Don is being a little overlooked. But the thing is, like, there are really big things going on. Like, somebody's dealing with addiction. Somebody else is getting married. Somebody just came back from the fucking dead. Like, Yeah, the lesson is don't be selfish. Yeah, like, I get that it's tough to be a 15-year-old and not have, like, a lot of one-on-one time with the people who are acting more or less as your parents and your family. Like, that sucks, but, like, it's not that bad. It's, that's life. It, that's, like, I mean... Yeah, I could see being a little bummed out, but not, like, making weird wishes and not caring that you've cursed everyone around you. So what do you think of this one? Interesting concept, just not very well executed. Like, I like the idea of it's a party we can't leave. That's a great concept for a standalone Buffy episode, you know, similar to something like Tabula Rosa or something. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they don't exploit that well enough. Like I said earlier, there's barely any explanation of like what they've tried and haven't tried. Those scenes we don't really get. There's not that much urgency. The resolution is like, you know, it's cute with Halfrick and everything, but it's not like, and now we've learned a great lesson. It's like, oh, Don, you're... You're a kleptomaniac? Oh, that's that sucks. Mm. You know what? I'm not going to go out tonight. I guess we'll talk. Yeah, I say skip this one. I usually skip it. Uh, I'll probably continue to skip it. It, it culminates the klepto storyline, which fine, but I didn't like it anyways. So yeah. Exactly. Now we can move past that. I think there's one more scene of her returning shit, and mm-hmm. that's it. Um, but she's regressed here, which feels weird. The comedy is not funny enough. The no. action is not exciting enough. And yeah, it's it's weird how it feels that like the stakes are too high for 48 hours, but not high enough for somebody dying in the other room. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, it feels like a first draft. So would you be ready to not stay inside for the party yeah. and go international? Get me out of this house! <laughs> Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon das Rhein Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. Dead Things. Eh, pretty standard titles, nothing too crazy about them. Uh, German Manipulations. Mm, okay. Um, which, you know, makes sense. It's accurate. Uh, French Slave to the Senses. A little spicy, but not like that crazy. Just mm. kind of like, uh, okay, I get what you're going for. Icky to have such a. Not Fun as phrase. accurate. Yeah. Yeah. With the, the subject matter. Now, for Older and Far Away, I like imagining the first two titles I have as being paired. The German title, A Cursed Birthday, with the French title, With No Way Out. Nice. <laughs> cursed Birthday, With No Way Out. Can we just say, I hate the title Older and Far Away. It is not applicable. No, it's... it's tr- it, it like a lot of the drama scenes of the episode are trying to be much deeper than they are. No, like oh, okay, but it's Buffy's birthday, so older. But like, yeah. is this a fray? I don't know. It's not a good one. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't fit. But my favorite title is the Portuguese. The very simple, Happy Birthday, Buffy. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Hey, Buffy, Happy Birthday. 
Portuguese. They're so friendly. <laughs> now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. Ooh, well... Not a lot of options. We've got... Well, uh, here's one. We've got one, one kinda, per episode. Uh, mm, well, um, I kind of have to go with, you know, logic I've used before, because it is the most important of the deaths that happens in the two episodes, Katrina. Mm-hmm. It's not um, fun. Um, it is well shot for what it's trying to do, Yeah, which is show, like, the horrible banality of everyday evil that mm-hmm. it's like two people clumsily struggling on stale stairs until one um kills the other mm-hmm. but not not fun like I, hey i killed that demon i didn't like my options though i chose beating up spike because <laughs> again i like that he's letting her do it i mm-hmm. like it it may be a little obvious but i like the metaphor of yeah. what's happening there um, I like that his face is fucked up. Not, I mean, just for continuity reasons. No, I yeah. like that they don't forget that his face needs to be yeah. fucked up and that that's how she gets to go into mm-hmm. the police station because that works for me. So yeah. he doesn't die, but he gets fucked up. He's fucked up, bro. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we dust off As You Were and Hell's Bells. When we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. Got a case of the cold butt. Cold butt. <laughs> Good old cold butt. Everything old cold butt was the first word we recorded for this. <laughs> I mean, it was. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. That's our new tap, tap, tap. Uh... Cold butt sepsis. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, cold butt sepsis. Ugh. <laughs>